0: Good evening, everyone. The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge. $500 in cash and prizes up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. With that, everyone, um, you know, we're diving into some off-season content today. You know, obviously, I'm going to start off with the Battle Royale edition of um, the wild card on Underdog this weekend. So we'll be diving into that. I'll be talking briefly about some playoff best ball. I just did uh, with Sean and Kramer and everybody. Um, I just went over and did some underdog drafts and playoff best ball, some gauntlets and everything like that. So that was super fun. Uh, be sure to check that out on the gambling podcast uh, feed as well. We, we did a whole show on the playoff best ball. So I'll be sure to summarize some of those finer points as well. And then, you know, this, uh, I, you know as the season ends here i'm going to be diving into some dynasty content as well i am the dynasty analyst so you know when i first started doing fantasy football stuff i was a lot more dynasty oriented so i'll be excited to dive into some of that content too andrew robs joining me in the chat hey dude nice teams you drafted on the playoff best ball stream thank you my man excited to have you here um, yeah you know what um we'll definitely have to get you on a show coming up soon uh we are doing, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to be moving to some evening time, so I will be able to hopefully be able to snack some more of the SGPN crew. You know, I, I work nights, so, you know, I'm no guy who's available in the mornings to do the podcast, but I think I'll be moving the show to nights going forward into the off season, so I'll be excited to have some new guests and everything. Um, You know, just starting off with today, I think I'm going to start off with some playoff best ball content, you know, and I, I'm not going to do a live draft here for you all, but just, you know, just some things, you know, if you haven't done those drafts yet, you know, if you're about to dive in maybe this week, you know, um, right before Saturday kicks off, just wanted to give you some pointers, uh, just give you a real quick rundown on it. It's a uh, one quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, slash tight ends, and a flex. So that is five starter, starters in total. They are 10 round drafts, uh, six people in each draft, um, one to two entry advance rate in round one, depending on which one you were in. So What we're doing here, and you know, in the prizes, vary. they have uh, the gauntlet, which is $25 entry, larger prize pool. And then they have also their mittens, which are very fun. You know, that's what I prefer doing. I'm not a big baller like some of these guys on this network. So I like to do my little $5 drafts and call it a day there. Um, So, you know, in the point being, you know, the big money rounds are obviously in the AFC championship game, the NFC championship and then the, the Super Bowl. So we want to build a team that is going to get us there to that Super Bowl matchup. So we want to, when we do these uh, playoff best ball, we want to be drafting from predominantly two teams. Uh, you know, we want to be building that Super Bowl matchup. So, you know, I, on that uh, just show we just did on the Gambling Podcast Network, you know, I was doing a, I got a Kansas City, San Francisco stack. So, you know, I, I stacked uh, Brock Purdy with Christian McCaffrey and Travis Kelsey and uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I think I got a couple others. So my point being, yeah, you want to be able to have five at least five players that you're starting in the Super Bowl for the for those big money rounds so you know each draft when I go into I don't care how much I have to reach really you know I want to guarantee that I have at least five players from two teams that I think are have a capability of making a Super Bowl so you know you can get a little bit more contrarian as the more drafts you do you know the predominantly of course the drafts that I do I am the main contenders for the Super Bowl being are Philadelphia, 49ers, Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati. When, when you when you're building Super Bowl matchup and you're listening to insiders, you know usually the, the Super Bowl matchup comes from those six teams, and that's where I'm sticking most of my drafts. As you do more drafts, though, you can get a little bit more contrarian. Uh, I have Minnesota and LA and the LA Chargers as my sleeper teams. You know, as I, you know, as I'm doing a little bit more drafts, I don't mind. You know, especially since those guys are going a little bit later on in drafts. I don't mind getting some exposure to those guys as some dark horse Super Bowl picks. Um, LA Chargers are obviously coming on a little bit later toward the season. Um, and then, you know, I have the rest of the teams classifies as just one to two week fill-in players. These are players that you're dra- drafting to get you through the first couple rounds of, of the uh, playoffs. Uh, so, you know, that's Jacksonville, Seattle, Tampa Bay, Miami, the New York Giants, and the Baltimore Ravens. You know, you're going to have players like Saquon Barkley, J.K. Dobbins, Lamar Jackson, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans. Um, DK Metcalf, Travis ETN, players like that are going to be available very late in drafts. No, they're not going to be, uh, I, and I wouldn't draft them early. You know, those are great players, but um, they're likely going to be eliminated in the first two weeks of the playoffs. So they won't be able to get you, we need that big prize money, but they they do have value in, in that they might be able to get us there because what's important is that, you know, at least when I'm doing mine, I end up in the first five or six rounds, usually over overdrafting uh, players to complete my stack. So, you know, I'm taking you know, I, I just took Brock Purdy in the fourth round. There are plenty of players to take who are better than Brock Purdy in the fourth round, but he has a great chance of of playing, you know, three or four games. So that's why we're taking Brock Purdy early. And then to get me when everyone still has their players and I, when I need to get through round one, uh, I I like, you know, Saquon Barkley and Mike Evans later to, to do that. So, um, you know, another really important thing that I, um, that I seem to forget even when I've done a ton of these drafts, you know, I've done over a hundred and I still sometimes forget this is you have to have a quarterback and a running back. So for instance, when you're, when you're sitting at the back end of that first round at the one five, the one six, for example, the draft almost wants to bait you into taking a Travis Kelsey or an, an, and an AJ Brown, but you, you won't have the quarterbacks for that. So if you take Travis Kelsey and AJ Brown, for example, at the one at the one six and two one, you're not going to have Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts draft. So you just drafted a player that isn't part of your Super Bowl matchup. So, you know, you just want to keep that in mind. Um, you want to keep an eye, you know, as you're building that team, you want to keep an eye on the running backs. You want to make sure you have a running back down the line that you can still draft. You know, if you're building the Kansas City-Dallas Cowboy matchup and, you you know, you're drafting Patrick Mahomes and CeeDee Lamb, you want to keep an eye on Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott or, you know, or, you know, Isaiah Pacheco or Jarek McKinnon. Because you have to have one. You have to have at least one of those guys. Um, Andrew Rob's popping back in this week. I'm thinking of just taking players from the top three games with the highest totals. Your thoughts. Um, so, you know, obviously this is you. You're obviously thinking a little bit more battle royale, I would think. Right. Since we're focusing a little bit more on this week. Um, I, you know, the battle Royale this week is, it's a lot, it's going to be a lot different. I think you're going to essentially going to have to be, I'm going to dive into it a little bit later on. I'm essentially thinking you're going to have to be perfect this week in the battle Royale. You know, that's always how it was. Um, you know, the vast majority of battle Royale winners had a top five player at every position, you know, and you know, if they had three wide receivers, they were all three in the top 10, you know, if they had two running backs, they were both in the top five. So you know, we already know that you're going to have to be perfect. And so that's what I think, you know, the only way to all, the only way to really, this is really like a lottery. You know, that's what we're playing here on the underdog. And that's kind of what DFS is in general. You know, we're it, we're just victim to what the other players around us are drafting. You know, our numbers, you know, are affected by other players and what we have available to us, but that's essentially what we're doing. So the best chance you're going to have to win is do a lot of drafts because you're going to, you know, you're just going to have to kind of hit it just right. You know, and one of my favorite strategies in uh, the playoff best ball and in the battle royales is to make sure you're taking a falling player. You know, if a player falls 10 picks or, you know, 10 picks past ADP, make sure you snag him because that is going to create a unique lineup that not everybody has. Um, the vast majority of battle royale winners selected a player that that fell at least a, at least a round. So, you know what I mean? So, you're looking, so almost, you know, almost you're kind of looking to get, you're looking to do a lot of drafts and you're kind of looking to get lucky. Somebody let, uh, you know, Pat, Travis Kelsey fall a few extra spots. You want to take advantage of those things. That's some of my biggest things. Um, and yeah, you know, if you're, when you're volume drafting and especially in these playoff basketball and the battle, right. If you draft the sum, sorry, we might've cut out a little bit there. Um, if you draft the same players every single time, you're not expanding uh, your opportunity to win. So as you get, as you're doing a lot of these drafts, get unique, get different, even select, get exposure to everybody, you know, and you can have your favorites. You can have a high exposure to certain players, make sure that, you know, even the players that you don't like might hover around a 5 or 10% exposure rate. So with that, we will uh, dive into some of the Battle Royale, you know, um, for, for the wild card weekend here. And, you know, just starting off with, I just had, you know, I I usually every week, I you know, I have some different Battle Royale advice to give, you know, just some trends I'm noticing from the Battle Royale winners. And actually, you know, before that, let, let me uh, let me make my bosses over at SGPN happy really quick. I'm going to pay a quick round of bills for us really fast. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to include live betting and same gay parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. Great pomos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100. Limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash, uh, so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. SGPN has teamed up with Homage as well for a NFL playoff challenge. The winner will get $300 cash, $100 SGPN gift card, and a $100 homage gift card. Homage has, ton, has a ton of cool retro and throwback officially licensed NFL gear. Check them out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash homage for all the contest deals to enter the SGPN app and hit contest. Okay, so yes, as I was saying, so with these, you know, I, 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 I mean, I've been researching the battle royale winners this year and just trying to find trends and you know just some of those would be that um the vast majority of battle royale winners had a single stack with a quarterback in the vast majority of their lineup so you know this is a this is picking a game and you have a quarterback and you're stacking them with one of their receiving options that could be a tight end it could be a wide receiver it could even be a running back you know you saw that a couple times with justin herbert and austin Eckler this year that the battle royale winner had that stack so You know, I'm willing to reach in these battle royales because we see it's such a big trend. It's in the vast majority of them. I want it with whatever quarterback I have, I want to make sure I nail down one of his receiving options. Uh, You know, it can get a little bit more contrarian, but keep in mind that, you know, the vast, you know, I think it was in the 70% uh, percentile ranges of battle royale winners had like two or three top 10 wide receivers in their lineup. So you don't need to get too contrarian with it. You don't need to get reach for a team's wide receiver, too. Okay, everybody. My apologies. We are back. And after a brief mic cut out there, um, I just wanted to, I was talking about playoff stacks and playoff best ball. And I just want, and I was just pointing out the fact that over half had uh, bring back or players from opposite sides in the same game in their lineup. So this means that we're targeting at Targeting a specific game, so you know what I like to do when I'm doing these underdog battle royals is I like to get that quarterback and wide receiver, and then I look like to look at the opponent they're playing as well. Maybe grab, uh, you know, if I'm looking at it this weekend, you know, if I'm playing, uh, you know, Tom Brady and Chris Godwin, I'm looking at Tony Pollard on the other side as well. Maybe this is a really high-scoring game, so you know you just want to play those correlation factors with it as well. Um, teams, that, yeah, just teams pushing each other. That's what you want. Uh, you know, high-scoring games. You know, you're. You know, the vast majority, you know, if even DFS winners on DraftKings or um, even FanDuel, they have uh, they, they have players on the other side too. So we're targeting games where this, each side is pushing each other, pushing the offenses, and we have multiple players from that, uh, from that game being successful on both sides of the ball. And like I was saying earlier, be sure to take the fallers because that creates unique lineups in those situations. And... I am now going to dive into some positional values here. You know, usually each week, you know, every, in each underdog battle Royale draft, we can see where the players are that, you know, the players at the top of the drafts, those ha- those are obvious top five candidates. We we know why those players ha- have the upside and why they're being drafted there. So, you know, I just like to go through each position, you know, it's particularly the, the court running backs and wide receivers and just to identify some values deeper on in the draft. So, A wide receiver, I have Christian Kirk going in the back end of the fourth round, 23.3. He's facing the Los Angeles uh, Chargers this weekend who go seventh against wide receivers in terms of fantasy points. Christian Kirk has a 22.9% target share going on the season. Number four in slot snaps, just hit 1,000 yards. Um, You know, had a strong finish after a slow month as well. You know, we just saw that he has a lot of chemistry with Trevor Lawrence and so it just, it didn't materialize that last month, but he had a great season. And I think in the, and you know, I think the, the LA chargers are vulnerable on defense right now. So I think Trevor Lawrence could have a big day. And then I have two wide receivers here at the very back end of drafts actually. So this is uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So we have two players that are very susceptible to, uh, we have, I mean we have a defense that is actually very susceptible against the pass uh, San Francisco has, is very stout against the run have both performed overall um, well but actually against opposing wide receivers they rank 27th in fantasy points per game so that is not very good they are both going in the last round of underdog drafts uh, like I said very successful in the past both have touchdown upside both have big playability and uh, you know Metcalf is Metcalf has been shut down. Actually, this year by teams uh, opposing uh, corner, elite cornerbacks. So, and San Francisco does not have one of those. So, I'll be looking for Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf in drafts this weekend. At running back, I have Leonard Fournette heading it off this week. I know Dallas Cowboys played tough against the run, but uh, Leonard Fournette has had uh, prior to Week 18, at least he had 32 targets in five games, and you know. Uh, Obviously, Tampa Bay was taking the foot off the gas last week, so we're not t- taking that too much into consideration. But I think Brady is going to throw a ton, and I think Fournette could get a lot of those passes. Kenneth Walker, I have next up. He is going in the fifth, he's going in the last round of underdog drafts as well. He's he's in a bad matchup, that's why he's here. But man, he's a volume machine. Twenty nine, twenty six, 29, 26, and 23 rushing attempts over his last three games. I don't care how, you know, if you're getting that kind of workload, I don't care how tough the defense is. You have a great chance of getting in the end zone. You have a chance of getting a big day. Uh, Tony Pollard I have going in the fourth round. uh, Tampa Bay ranks sixth in terms of fantasy points given up to the running back. Um, Tony Pollard has had a slow couple weeks, actually, you know, minimal rushing work. But um, between uh, weeks 10 through 14, he was a top 10 running back four out of those five weeks. So Tony Pollard still has a lot of upside and, you know, he wasn't fully healthy at the end of the season here. So hopefully he gets back, you know, a little more uh lighter workload these last couple of weeks. We see him back at full strength. With that, I am going to dive into my quarterback tiers. Um the quarterback, you know, you have to have a top three quarterback to even uh you know, almost every single battle royale winner except for one has had a top three quarterback in their lineup from that particular week. So I like to tear out the quarterbacks here um and just you know go over the quarterbacks that I'm drafting. So that are that I'm even considering drafting because we're looking for a quarterback with top three upside. You know that's a little, obviously a little bit different now, considering we only have what is it, twelve quarterbacks on the slate. So it's going to be a little bit different. But I have one, two, three, four, I have eight quarterbacks here listed. So I'll be diving into a little bit of each of those. So first up, Josh Allen. Uh, he's been he's had some mistakes recently. He's been a little bit inconsistent. Not quite the same since that injury, but man, he is just up. He's money on deep throws. This guy, he he's just, Justin Herbert and him are actually very similar. Josh Allen, they have very similar, at least in terms of how they throw the football. They, you know, they make some mistakes. They're not, sometimes they're inconsistent, but man, there is nobody who can throw 50 yards downfield in a tight window and complete passes like Josh Allen or Justin Herbert. Um, so Josh, uh, Josh Allen is still a big play waiting to happen. Miami ranks 30th in fantasy points given up to the quarterback position. Joe Burrow is next up. He is going right behind Josh Allen in the second round of drafts. He is number four in fantasy points per game, number eight in pass plays per game. And the quarterback, cornerback situation is a mess in Baltimore. I love Joe Burrow this weekend. Um, Lamar Jackson is actually my third quarterback. That's significantly higher than underdog ADP. Um, But I just, I, I don't have, I wouldn't have him ranked that way if I was doing fantasy rankings. But in this underdog draft where we need upside, where we need a player to break the slate. I do like Lamar Jackson. Uh, He's only had um, a top 10 quarterback three times since um, week four. So it has been a down season for him, but he's obviously he hasn't played since week 13, but just that rushing upside makes him unique. I don't think many players, you know, I think a lot of players will be avoiding him. He's going undrafted in a lot of drafts. So I'm going to be picking up some Lamar Jackson this week. He has, 60. He averages 63.7 yards rushing this week. So that is are this year. So that is a slate breaker in my opinion. Justin Herbert is next up. He is uh, number seven in expected fantasy points. 17 in actual, which is which is astounding. I just don't understand it. He just has not been put. Uh, which you could one thing explaining that could be he is number one in pressurized throws. So he is number one in throws under duress. The offensive line just hasn't. Gotten that this year, but he's also number 24 in accuracy rating, and that is uh, a stat that Player Profiler uh, they you know they look at each throw and rank it on a scale from one to 10. So I always appreciate Player Profiler that they, they have all these amazing stats, you know, detailed, nuanced ones like that they can bring. So Justin Herbert just has not been the same this year, but we we know he has that upside. Like I was saying, nobody makes harder throws than Justin Herbert and Josh Allen. He just needs to find some consistency. Um, next up, Kirk Cousins, he is going in the sixth round as well. He is facing the New York Giants, who are 15th in fantasy points given up to the quarterback position. Um, just the definition of inconsistency. Um, but he is a top six quarterback three weeks from 14 through 16. Um, you know, he has some weeks where he's outside a quarterback, you know, outside the top 20 quarterback. So, so it's, it's hard to say what you're getting with Kirk Cousins, but we don't mind that when we're playing in these large entry tournaments, uh, and hope you know, obviously another thing to note is that Kirk Cousins notoriously plays poor under the playoff pressure. So we will see if he is able to do uh, get that together. Uh, next up, Trevor Lawrence also going in the last round. Uh, you know, obviously we've seen an effort to rush the ball more lately, which is great to see. He's become a dependable, I would say, low end quarterback one uh, with upside. Uh, he's it's And his true passer rating is actually number six in the NFL. So Trevor Lawrence has had a great year. Uh, And, you know, and and when I say true passer rating, that factors out uh, drops, that factors out throwaways. So Trevor Lawrence's receivers really didn't do him any favors this year, just like last year. So um, Trevor Lawrence is having a good season. He has a really bright future. And I'm really excited about uh, what Trevor Lawrence has going to bring to the game in 2023 and beyond. Daniel Jones has been on fire recently. He is my next quarterback up. He is going in the last round and he is in a terrific matchup against the Minnesota Vikings this weekend, who ranked twenty-eighth in fantasy points given up to the quarterback position. Uh, he's quarterback seven on the season, has forty as averaging over forty four rush yards per game and has seven touchdowns. So Daniel Jones is, you know, one of those cheat codes in fantasy, one of those rushing quarterbacks that, you know, really, you know, you watch him play and you might like, maybe maybe he's not. Maybe he's not one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but man, he's can be one of the best fantasy quarterbacks with those legs. And uh finishing up here, I have Tom Brady and Dak Prescott, Tom Brady and Dak Prescott do play each other. Dak Prescott's been very disappointing, multiple interceptions on in a lot of games, uh, 37.8% completion percentage last week. I have no, um, you know, some ESPN talking heads were saying, you know, this is the worst game they've ever seen him play. So Dak Prescott is not coming into it hot, but we know, we know we've seen Jack Prescott play a long time. We know he has upside, so I do have him listed here. Tom Brady, I do have ranked ahead of him, though. Tom Brady did break the record for pass attempts, and and Dallas is a little bit more susceptible against the pass than they are against the run, so I do expect Tom Brady to throw a lot this weekend, so he does have upside. I do the tight ends the same way I do the quarterbacks. You know, Just list out the ones I'm considering drafting. Considering most Battle Royale winners did have a top three tight end in their lineup, I have six here, so these are the six that I'll be mainly drafting from. George Kittle is my number one tight end this week, uh, especially without Travis Kelsey on the state. Uh, he's performing actually better with Brock Purdy and has seven touchdowns in his last four games. Uh, he's, uh, you know, this, is, this shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, tight ends don't usually have a high depth of target. Brock Purdy's not being asked to throw downfield very much. So he's just dinking and ducking to Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. Mark Andrews is actually my second tight end. He did not play last week, but he actually – he had a little bit of a mini breakout after most of the season's been disappointing for Andrews. He had 100 yards and nine receptions in week 17. Um, you know, his his dis- disappointing season is kind of correlated with Lamar Jackson. And then, you know, ap- after Lamar Jackson went out, him and Tyler Huntley didn't develop the same chemistry that they had last season. So Mark Andrews, nonetheless, you know, is one of the most talented – You know probably is the most talented tight end in the league outside of maybe – Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, so I have him in rank number two. TJ Hawkinson comes in number three, the t- target machine. He's had a prior to Week 18 where the Vikings were re- you know kind of rustic a little bit. He had 28 targets in the two weeks. He's had six over six targets, like eight or nine weeks in a row. Wait, even going back to Detroit, he's had a lot of targets this season. So he's definitely the cl- the clear number two option in Minnesota. So he's a great value. Evan Ingram is going in the fifth round. Uh, Evan Ingram is number one in slot, slot snaps for a tie end, fifth in targets and second in yards after the catch. So clearly he is flashing that athletic ability that made him such an exciting and tantalizing player in New York. Uh, yeah. Lining up a wide receiver, make, making big plays after the catch. And that's what we always wanted to see from Evan Ingram. So that's great to see. Uh, you know, he's obviously a little bit inconsistent. He's not a perfect player. So um, he is going in the fifth to sixth round range, but that is a perfect spot for him. Dalton Schultz is my fifth tight end. You know, he's the definite, he's either top five or he's outside the top 20. It's, it's just a week with that with Dak Prescott feels like using him, you know, that makes him perfect for these formats though, because he can be a value, you know, if he doesn't perform, you know, you draft him to 31, that's what you were expecting. But if he does, you know, which he can with Dak Prescott, um, I really like him as well. Dawson Knox is my next time. He's had a nice end of the season here. He was the, from weeks 14 through 16, tight end five, tight end three, tight end nine, four touchdowns in his last five games. Inconsistent like most tight ends, but Dawson Knox has been, you know, as, as consistent really as any tight ends, you know, once you get into that tight end nine, tight end 10, low end tight end one range. And we are going to talk about our do our last bit of ad reads here. And I'm really excited. Uh, This fits perfectly, actually, talking about Underdog Fantasy. We are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their fantasy football playoff best ball, the gauntlet, with $1 in prizes up for grabs. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code S G P N and the, Oh, I was about to do an NBA read. Oh, that says NBA only. So you should check out our MBA content on the sports but I'm not going to talk about that today. <laughs> uh, and we are just going to finish up here. So, you know, the season's about to wrap up here and, you know, I didn't know if I was going to keep getting this podcast show on S G P N, but luckily they did indeed decide to tell me to keep going. So, I'm going to continue talking about underdog best ball and their playoff stuff this week and going into, as we, you know, go into these next few weeks of the NFL playoffs. But after that, you know, and I'm going to start tonight, I'm going to get into a little bit of dynasty talk. You know, if you were listening to a podcast right now, there's a very good chance that you're in a dynasty league. Uh, I know people are avid DFS players, but if you're checked into a, di- this, a podcast right now, there's a very good chance you're probably in a dynasty league. So. I don't think it's too big of a reach to start talking about a little bit of dynasty. So, you know, at the end of the season, you know, I work over at uh, TWSN the right way sports network as well. And then, you know, I was just uh, starting a little bit of a dynasty uh, buy and sell series. And so I just wanted to talk about some of the quarterbacks and running backs that I discussed in my articles actually to begin the year. So this we're talking about four quarterbacks three running backs, whether I'm going to be buying or selling those ones. Um, And then we are going to be doing wide receiver and tight end on next week's show. So the first quarterback I'm going to be diving in here, you know, just kind of a season long wrap up here is Deshaun Watson. You know, obviously he made his week 13 debut after a two year layoff. He averaged a 5.7 yards per pass attempt, 74.1 passer rating. Thank you player, player profiler for those stats. Um, but he, before that, he was a quarterback five the last three years in a row, top six rushing quarterback each of those seasons, and a quarter, And he ranks as the quarterback five in my dynasty fantasy rankings, which is considerably higher than most around the industry. I, I get it. We don't like the guy. I don't like the guy. Uh, but if we're talking about strictly fantasy football, this guy was two years removed and had a full and has not been able to focus fully on football for two full seasons. So going into the offseason... And it is un- it- he was not able to silence any of the critics that doubted him. So there will be a lot of talking again, but he's going to have a full off season to prepare. We saw the rushing attempts, we saw that maneuverability in the pocket. He just needs to fine tune those games. I think he probably gets it together here. He is a huge buy for me. You know whether it be in a startup, whether it be through trade. So I really like Deshaun Watson. Uh, next up here, I have Lamar Jackson. He only finished as a top 10 quarterback three times after week four. He injured his knee in week 13 and has not returned since his, you know, he is likely to play this weekend. Uh, rumors are, uh, you know, whether that was because maybe he was, uh, didn't get that contract and didn't want to go risk injury. That's certainly a possibility and people will speculate about that. So, uh, and the second season in a row that he's actually missed the fantasy playoffs as well. That is very unfortunate. Uh, Yeah, he's an injury risk, new team, potentially, inconsistent passing attack. So I am going to actually be selling Lamar Jackson this offseason. He is not a player that I am interested in. Uh, And last up here, or well, actually second to last up here, I have Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has been a top 12 quarterback four of the last five weeks. He is 11th in QBR and fifth in rushing yards among quarterbacks he has a depleted wide receiver core this year. So, you know, Daniel Jones just did not get a fair shake this season. He's been fantastic. Um, his rookie quarterback expires. I think he most likely ends up back in New York, possibly, uh, you know, on a nice per per year money deal, but maybe not a lot guaranteed, maybe a short-term deal. I have him as a top 15 dynasty quarterback. I've him ranked at 15. Um, high-end quarterback, too. Definitely a starter in super flex league. So, you know, and I don't think people are necessarily thinking of him that way yet. So I have George Pickens, TJ Hawkinson, and Damian Pierce as potential trade candidates uh, for him. Last up here, I have Geno Smith at the quarterback position. Uh, obviously broke Russell Wilson's passing record. Fifth in QBR on the year. Seventh in, seventh, seventh in yards per attempt. And three top ten quarterback finishes since week five. I'm thinking he could likely fetch a mid-second. I'm just not willing to buy a player that has a, is in his tenth year for a breakout. There is there has been a very few players that have had a, since consistent long-term success at this point in their career. I still don't think the Seahawks use view him as more of a bridge quarterback. Maybe they you choose to have him as their quarterback for the next couple of years. I still do not uh, believe he is a quarterback in future. He's a sell for me. If I can get a second-round pick, I'm absolutely selling. He'll be hard to get rid of it before the NFL draft, but if he is still the projected starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks in May, I think you'll be able to move him. And now I am going to dive into three running backs here. Uh, they are Brees Hall is the first one I have here. He is a 94th percentile among uh in the 40, 40 yard dash speed and burst scores at the NFL combine. So he is uh, a consensus top three fantasy running back, you know, the borderline, he would have been the RB one if he didn't tear his ACL. So, and I just was, I'm, I'm looking to sell Bruce Hall right now. We've seen the fantasy footballers uh, had, a, had a, wrote a great article on the history of running backs coming back from ACL surgery. So I really, you know, it's, it's, it's not good. Hey, there's a very large difference between the efficiency numbers from their first and second year removed from surgery. So I think Brees Hill could start next year a little slow. The offense is still kind of a mess. Um, there would be questions about whether he's able to start the season. So I would rather sell Brees Hall for his top three running back value right now, cash out for a wide receiver, maybe a quarterback in super flex leagues, and then come back around rebuy, you know, purchase him in some, some leagues again, after that dip in value occurs at the beginning of the season, because I think he will bounce back in late 2023 or and, or 2024, but that's the risk. You might not see Brees Hall back to full strength till 2024. And, you know, that's a little bit of a bummer, especially if you're in a dynasty league, but uh, I see, yeah. And I, so I'm fine hanging on with him as a result of that, but I, I would rather have find a wide receiver who can be productive this season. Uh, Cam Akers is my running backs running back up here. Uh, Akers is a top, has been a top 13 running back for of the last six weeks. He is now one and a half years removed from Achilles injury, and this makes perfect sense. Cam Akers was rushed back during the playoffs last year in an unheard of timeframe, and was not successful. That shouldn't have been surprising, even coming into this season, that the recovery lanes wasn't there, and he was not productive. But yes. Now, one and a half years removed, we're seeing that explosion. We should just now be seeing that explosion, that burst, and that speed come back. So it's really good to see him, I think, probably cement himself as the lead back going into next year, which is incredible for a player that was being shopped around for potentially nothing earlier this year. So uh, that's super That's super great to see. So I'm excited for Cam Akers. I'm going to be purchasing him in some leagues, you know, uh, just – just some players that I might uh, explore sending him sending his way uh, you know pop you know maybe a a Kenny Pickett type of quarterback if you're in a super flex league potentially a uh, a Mike Evans you know a little bit older a Keenan Allen these are players that I would certainly explore sending for a player like Cam Akers you know and aging players like those I think Cam Akers could really burst on the see you know the Rams offense is this is a player that's perception is going to burst uh, turn around too. Matthew Stafford is likely, uh, you know, going to be back at full strength. Sean McVay, I know his future's up in the air right now, but he will likely be back as well. Cooper Cup's going to be back. This offense is going to turn around. I think you know Cam Akers could find himself in top fifteen dynasty territory. You know, kind of maybe top fifteen, top twenty. As we get closer to the season, and I thought I think he's probably being sold at a little bit lower right now. So I'm, I'm, as my first, you know, some of the first trades I'll be sending out is for Cam Akers this off season. So you know that'll be kind of the, the theme of the show. We'll be talking about some underdog. We'll be talking about some playoff best ball, and then we'll also be talking about some dynasty to usually finish things up these next couple of weeks. So I really appreciate y'all joining me. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Okay, and we'll see y'all soon.